0: Hello, all you rockers out there. This is Oni Logan from the Lynch Mob, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks.
1: Hi, this is Simon Wright from DO Disciples and AC/DC, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Hey, this is Tim Ripper Owens,
0: and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Oh!
2: hello and welcome once again to iron city rocks this is episode one seventy eight coming at you from pittsburgh pennsylvania i of course am john in episode one seventy eight we have joining us from the band the dio disciples we have scott warren who was a keyboardist with uh, ronnie up until the very end We also have uh, new to the Dio Disciples, Oni Logan, who uh, is best known probably as the vocalist for the Lynch Mob. So, calling us in from the road, Uh, they're going to be playing the Dead Horse Cantina and Music Hall, which is a relatively new facility out in McKee's Rocks. They're going to be playing the night before Thanksgiving, so we thought, cool time to come and see a show. I know millions of Pittsburghers will be out in bars that night, so why not do it to the music of Dio at the Dead Horse? So, we're going to talk to them in a moment. Also on the bill that night, a veteran of this podcast, Xander Demos. So to get you in the mood, we're going to play a track from Xander Demos. This is called "Woodshed Sonata." We're going to talk to Scott Oni about the show.
1: Grab some wood there, bub. <laughs>
0: Riff and B, watch me for the changes and try and keep up, okay? <laughs>
2: dunks, the dribbling, the four-point shot, the world-famous Harlem Globe Charters are coming to Pittsburgh, playing the Consol Energy Center on Sunday, December 26th at 7 p.m. Give your kids the gift they won't ever forget. Tickets are available at Dick's Sporting Goods Box Office at Consol Energy Center, Ticketmaster.com and all Ticketmaster outlets or charged by phone at 800-745-3000. The Harlem Globe Charters at the Consol Energy Center, Wednesday, December 26th at 7 p.m. Hi guys, we have uh, joining us on the line from the Dio Disciples. We have Scott Warren, keyboardist and Oni Logan, uh, vocalist. Uh, welcome to the show, guys.
0: How you doing? Thanks for let,
2: uh, having us. Our pleasure. You guys are going to be coming in, um, I believe it's in November to do a show in Pittsburgh uh, with the Dio Disciples and we have uh, been fortunate enough in the past to talk to uh, both Rudy Sarzo who had been involved with the project and also Tim Owens um, with the project but uh, haven't had the, the pleasure of talking to either of you and Oni, I know you're very uh, new to the project so um, let me ask you this guys, what what kind of drew you in uh, and how did you get involved with the Disciples?
0: Are you making this uh, uh, question towards uh, the singer, Oni?
2: Oh, both of you, actually.
0: Oh, okay. Well, please. Well, yeah,
1: the the Dio Disciples was conceived out of just a sheer uh, chance that there there was a reason to carry on with Ronnie's music. You know, we, we had to, you know, spend some time, uh, you know, re-, re Grouping and deciding whether it was respectful or not to do, and uh, felt that it was the right thing to do and uh so I and the uh, surviving members and Wendy you know uh eventually came to the conclusion that it, that would be appropriate and then um but then who was going to sing you mm-hmm. know uh who who could possibly sing in Ronnie's shoes so we decided to have two vocalists just to just to show that it wasn't a matter of even a thought of replacing Ronnie is just a matter of showing respect to, to his fans and his music. Okay.
2: And then, Oni, how did you, um, you're kind of the the newer guy to the band. How did you get involved?
0: Well, uh, my participation came about that I had free time, uh, away from the lynch mob, um, because George was doing TNN and, um, releasing that album and possibly Mm -hmm. doing some touring. Um, it just happened at the right time, at the right place. Uh, um, I've known Wendy Dio for many years. Um, and, um, she had asked me what I was up to, and I told her that I have some time, and she said, Well, you know, the Dio Disciple fellas are are looking for somebody to come in as guest vocalist, uh, to join along and, and, uh, sing with Tim Rick Owens. And, um, they invited me down for a play at the rehearsal, and, uh, we, uh, had a play, and it just uh, seemed to gel just, just right, along with our new bass player, uh, Bjorn England.
1: Okay. And yeah, uh, so
0: we carried on from there. It's going really great.
2: Yeah, that... Um, now, how do you guys... Um, you know, obviously, Tim has got a fairly substantially different voice than you do, Oni. Um, do you guys... How did you decide who was going to sing what? Are there certain you know tracks that fit your voice better, or...?
0: I think it was already mapped out before I had joined. Um, I'm basically taking on the responsibilities of singing the songs that uh, Toby Jepsen had sung uh, with the addition of three other new songs from the Beast of Beal volume two, which is uh, This Is Your Life, uh, As Long As It's Not About Love, and uh, the... uh, What's the other one I'm missing? Hmm. I'm just juggling my my mind right now. But uh, with the exception of... uh, three other new tunes off the beast of deal. I'm singing respectively the, the songs that had already been mapped out for Toby. Okay. And, uh, our voices are different, but they complement each other in the show, which adds in another shade and color to the show as well, which is more of the, uh, uh, if you will, I'm taking on the angelical side of Ronnie's voice along with some of the, uh, stiff upper lip, uh, roaring, mm-hmm. uh, vocal tracks too, as well. But, uh, Tim handles the, uh, the the, the, the the big ones the ripper parts the ripper parts <laughs> yeah
2: yeah I was gonna say when when I think of, of your voice when I, mean, I think of, you know you've you've got a, a certain soul um, to your voice when I think of Tim's it isn't quite the first word that comes to mind and that's kind well weird.
0: yeah it's um, Ronnie had soul man he had soul yeah. up and down around the world you know what I mean singing from the rainbow songs from even back in Elf when he was doing more of the boogie woogie rock and roll stuff with elf um so i think it's a good added color to this set and i think uh, everybody's agreeing with it we've been having uh great responses uh regarding the the, 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 the both sides of how we're representing ronnie and his material legacy
2: yeah uh, scott um you have been involved you've been doing the disciples since the beginning correct you you've been kind of one of the, the yeah. founding members Okay, right. and, and you were with you joined right. What, strange highways? Is that correct as far as the that's time? That's right. Okay. Yeah,
1: that's right. I mean, I didn't get acknowledged yet because I was fairly new at the time. But sure, yeah, I, I, I played on the album, and then you know, as soon as the tour picked off, I was there. Okay, and from that moment on, actually,
2: yeah. No, um, I often wondered, like, when you write, when when when, when keys were added to. To the songs, and you worked with with several guitarists over that period of time. Do you typically write, you know, did, were you brought in kind of to add color to, you know, the guitar parts, or was the keyboard kind of involved in the direct writing of some of Ronnie's music?
1: Yeah, well, both. You know, uh, Ronnie respected keyboards um, with a certain amount of, you know, there's always that thing with keyboards where, where you have to keep them in their perspective of the yeah the, the, the guitar. it's a guitar band but um but ronnie uh you know yeah he he understood keyboard's uh role in the music and sometimes it was just to support the guitar and other times it was to add color and other times it was to be featured it just depended on uh what you know what the song was and what it what it needed and and uh, and you know i think working together with ronnie uh he adapted some of you know i i, I don't know if want to put this he learned a little bit from me, and I certainly learned a lot from him, you know, in the process.
2: Yeah, I mean. So he was,
1: so he was in a way, he's, you know, some sometimes when he heard the stuff I do, then he'd take it another step, and uh, and sometimes he even would, would uh, calculate the keyboards himself and have me play them.
2: Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's one thing when you look at, you know, a lot of bands of, of, of Ronnie's, Era, you know, when you, when you think of Dio and his new years, a lot of bands tend to stick, you know, I think of Ozzy with his keyboard is either behind a curtain or way up in a castle window somewhere where, where, yeah. Ronnie seemed to embrace keyboards. Obviously, Rainbow in the Dark wouldn't be the song that it is without the keyboard. Um,
1: yeah. I mean, you know, I, I think he, he with me, he started out easy. You know, I, I you know, cut me off the side there for a while and, mm-hmm. um, but, you know i i so for me i was i was stoked to play with dio um but i thought well you know i don't i'm not really an off stage keyboard kind of guy but i'll do it cuz it's dio and i love playing yeah. with dio but he but well, we talked early on and he said look just give it a little time and uh you know because he always thought of it dio as a band yeah and uh and the keyboards were part of that band you know yet it was still a guitar oriented band but so so he was very uh he understood that
2: yeah, and I think obviously his you know influences in his time with uh you know Rainbow and, and affiliation with Deep Purple and and John Lord and things probably helped in that you know oh, he, yeah. he understood I mean, where you guys were coming from
1: you know as, as, also you know also I think um, he wasn't afraid to be bold and different. Other bands when I joined you know the '90s the grunge era all that mm-hmm. stuff other bands were ashamed that they had any keyboards and and, and you know and. Proclaiming how they they didn't use them because keyboards had gotten you know such a bad rap. But Ronnie wasn't afraid to just go. You know what? I'm still doing what I do with Dio, and this is we're not going to change just because of that. Yeah,
2: and you know I, I think both of you have, have kind of touched on it. The, the um, you know the era Scott that you were involved in, and only the material you're doing uh, is pretty well represented on the, the new package, the very beast of Dio Volume Two, which um, we we talked to and I. I remiss to mention we had just talked to Simon Wright not all that long ago about the album. Um, uh-huh. you know, which I think as I said to him, a lot of people probably overlook a lot of the material and the quality of the material that Ronnie did in the latter part of his career. You know, the you know, you were conflicting with yeah. grunge and things like that, but there is some incredible yeah. material on this record.
1: I know. That which is why this 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 record is important because it brings out and highlights a lot mm-hmm. of the Material that might have gotten overlooked over over the years, uh, and so just you know, I mean, there's such a plethora of, of music that that has been you know B sided on on different albums. So it's really a, a good opportunity to bring that out to light.
2: Yeah. Now, is is the set list kind of evolved towards this second collection, the, the Beast of Dio Volume Two, or is it um, you know? Because obviously, this is not a greatest hits record. I mean, it's it's a uh, a great sampling of the work over that period of time, but it's certainly not a you know here's the chart toppers of that era. Right? Uh, is that is this album finding its way more into the set list now?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it, we have to do some of the staples, of course, Rainbow, Dark, whatever. Yeah. But I, again, yeah, I mean, it's it's a very special set now because of that album. It has enabled us to do some things that have actually never been done live.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and roughly, I mean, you guys, set length time, I mean, you guys, I mean, you guys can play all night, probably. Um, are you looking at like a 90 minute show, two hour show?
0: It's a 90 minute show as it stands right now. Okay. And, uh, you get the best of best, you know, you get the best of all the, you know, the, the all that time line of Ronnie James Dio's music, mm-hmm. along with some of the great, uh, rainbow tracks, too, as well. Yeah. And actually me and Scott uh, on the encore were performing a, uh, a piano piece and vocal piece called uh, titled This Is Your Life, which is uh, quite special and uh, such a great, great song, lyrically, musically. Uh, Scott had recorded that particular track with Ronnie. And as well as we're doing Push uh, mm-hmm. from, uh, from his past albums, and as long as it's not about love, which is a great track that C- uh, Craig Goldie wrote with uh, Ron, and yeah. uh so yeah we're bringing it uh, shedding shedding a new light to
2: it yeah push it push especially i think uh, that's a, a song yeah. that i think had it been 10 years prior would have been you know would have been on very exactly. beast of d1 yeah, when, when
1: uh you know when we were doing the video for that and i just and, and ronnie is so animated in that video and brought that song to such a you know i i really thought it was gonna you know become a hit but Ronnie wasn't a hit kind of guy. He wasn't,
2: you know. <laughs> you know, and, you know. Looking back, maybe that's a good thing because I mean, if he had been a, you know, a man who tried to to create hits, you know, this we may not be having this conversation, you know. Um, exactly. You know, the, the man who who stuck to his guns for
1: exactly you know, mm-hmm. decades. Yeah. Um.
2: So you guys are going to be taking this You're in uh, Sandusky, Ohio, today.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's pulled and everything's closed.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's 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 torn in the Midwest in in November. Um,
1: Hopefully, that's because everyone's coming to our show tonight.
2: Yeah, yeah. Then you guys yeah, are taking
1: ta- the winery. Okay, excellent.
0: Which makes it more interesting uh, to uh, Scott more because he loves his wine. Yeah.
2: Love your wine. <laughs> you know, you guys. Um, you guys are going to be going through. Um, looks like around Thanksgiving, uh, you'll be hitting uh, Pittsburgh at the Dead Horse Cantina, um, okay. and then are, are you guys going to you know, take a break for the holidays and then uh, regroup in the, in 2013?
0: Pretty, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much uh, talk about South America in January. Oh yeah. But, so that would bring the deal disciples to South America to the. Uh, to the uh, enthusiasts of all rock and roll people uh, over there in Argentina.
2: Yeah, amen. Yeah, you guys. Um, I, I could yeah. see them eating this up down there. You know, they they, they love their metal as everyone. Oh yeah, to.
1: they do. They they always have been hardcore fans. Spanish speaking countries, uh, but we're looking forward to playing the Iron Horse uh, and hoping that uh, all all things are well in uh, your area. The dead horse. I'm sorry, the dead horse. Yeah. We're hoping
2: Yeah. we were we were we were spared thankfully in the um in the aftermath of the hurricane here in western pa um you know it hit a little a little further west and more central pa but uh you know i think yep. it, you're going to be a great you guys are coming in close to thanksgiving a lot of people taking some time off work and can come out and celebrate um only if i may just before we go sure. um uh congratulations on the sound mountain sessions a, a great ep um are you. are you guys continuing with the new record? I know, in, in speaking to Georgia a month or so ago, you know, there was, you guys are going to head back up there and work on that. Is that still in the works?
0: That's open right now. It's, okay. uh, I haven't left uh, the lynch mob, as I had stated in my press release. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're just taking some time to, to do other projects and keeping it interesting, you know, try to yeah. keep it as interesting as possible for him and I um, and come back. Rejuvenated and uh, in the mindset of creating some new music, mm-hmm. um, so that's open. The door is open, but for now, I'm doing the Dio Disciples, and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, uh, sticking around for a while if you will have me, of yeah. course, and uh, and uh, go out and perform some of Ron's great great songs that he had offered to the world, and uh, and it's and it's a big honor for me to be. Up there with these musicians because they're really, really great musicians and great guys. Yeah. So it's just changing it up, spicing it up a bit, and uh, and really singing some fantastic songs. It's like driving a Porsche for me.
1: Yeah. All you
0: yeah. have to do is just drive it well. Yeah.
1: But don't, uh, don't it's write.
0: open. The Lynch Mob. The Lynch Mob is there. It's just on ice for a little while.
2: Yeah, yeah, which which is good. I mean, George's got no shortage of work, and then you've got
0: some oh yeah, fantastic he's always busy. He's work. always doing something. You know, initially he told me that the October, November, December that he would be doing T and N, yeah. and I was like, well, I can't rightly really, really go out without, uh, you know, he owns the brand name, you know, mm-hmm. George Lynch, you know, and yeah. all that. So I can't just go on and and carry on and. And make a living, so I um, had to take on the um, I took on the uh, the opportunity to play with the Dio Disciples.
2: Yeah, which is great. I mean, he's he's got his filmmaking absolutely. and luthier businesses and things like that. So this gives you a, a great avenue to showcase your talents, which uh, which is absolutely.
0: Great. It's been yeah. nothing but great, great, great positive feedback for me, and uh, and also a lot of fun to sing yeah. on songs. Yeah. Yes.
2: Alright, so for those, um interested in attending, this is the 21st of November at the Dead Horse Cantina. Uh, realizing that that is probably the largest bar night in all of Western PA, um the night before Thanksgiving. Um so I think, uh, even if the band I'm is all. there, even I'm if the,
1: even if the band are. is
2: there, you'll probably sell the place out. So, it'll be great to see you guys coming to town. You've got uh, no shortage of talent. Uh, Ripper Owens, Simon Wright, uh, Scott, yourself, only. Um, it's going to be a great show. So we will see you guys when you get to town.
1: Thank For- you, John. Look forward to seeing
0: you. Be there.
2: All right. All right, guys. Thank I'm going to cut her there. I appreciate uh, you guys both taking the time out, and we'll see you when you guys get into town, all right?
0: Sounds great. Thanks, John. Look all right. Take care. Donna. Be safe. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. bye Bye-bye.
2: to yourself, man I could do so much better than that. Well here's your chance My name is Sue and I've decided to write my next album live and online at RageAndApathy.com So come on over, leave me a comment and tell me what you think about the album and where you think it should go and as a bonus for you Iron City rockers out there, I will give you an exclusive copy of the first song as soon as I get it finished So stop on over to RageAndApathy.com and join my madness all right, a big thanks to Scott Warren and also to Oni Logan. Always cool to have a keyboardist on the show. We don't get a, a ton of those, but it's really cool. Um have to admire the Ronnie James Dio and, and Scott and um, all the keyboardists that kind of went before him in the band because Ronnie's always, as we talk about in the interview, embraced uh, keyboards as part of his music, and um, that was always one thing that was really cool uh, about the music is that it added. Uh, kind of to the overall thickness and the sound of, of Ronnie's music, so it was cool to get to talk to him, and it was great to catch up with Oni Logan, hear a little bit about what's going on with the lynch mob, etc. So again, that show will be, uh, this coming Wednesday, which is November 21st at the Dead Horse Cantina. That's McKee's Rocks, uh, PA. If you just search for Dead Horse Cantina on Google, there aren't many, uh, Hits for that, uh, you know, other bars and things like that. So it's easy to find. They have a Facebook page give you all the information. Some other cool shows coming there Jack Russell, Warrior Soul, uh, and some things like that. So really a cool place to check out uh, and see a great band. Also, Xander Demos on the bill that night as well, as we mentioned. I want to thank you for taking the time to listen. You can visit us at Facebook.com forward slash Iron City Rocks. Go to Iron City Twitter.com forward slash Iron City If you're in the iTunes app store, you can search for Iron City Rocks and get our free mobile app or search for Cast Iron Ring, which is also available for free. And until next time, I want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving and we'll talk to you later.